0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and we've been waiting for you, and tonight we are going to have a blast because Denise and me and Joel are going to talk to you about the deeper dimension. And really, this is going to be about the Holy Spirit, how to really start an adventure with the Spirit of God. And I want you to order my brand new series, which is called The Holy Spirit and You. It's based on my book called The Holy Spirit and You Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo. But Denise, I have never taught the entire book until now. And right now in the regular TV program, I'm teaching the entire book. And this series is just so wonderful. It is wonderful. It's wonderful. And I'm so excited for people to listen to it and to order this series because I want you to launch out into deeper water and know the deeper dimension of the Holy Spirit. And this series comes in 10 parts in multiple formats with a study guide. And the two of these together are just so powerful. And please be sure to order the book as well. I wrote this book because I wanted to document The work of the Holy Spirit in my life and make it so easy to understand that anybody can launch out into their own adventure with the Holy Spirit. And I know you want that. And that's why I call the subtitle Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo. You and the Holy Spirit are supposed to be the dynamic duo. And hey, if you need prayer, Please let us know how to pray for you. Matthew 18 19 says that if any two of you will agree as touching anything on earth, God will do it. So there's some requirements. Number one, there has to be two in agreement. Next, we have to be on earth. So if there's two of us and we're on earth, if we agree about anything, the Bible says Jesus will do it. So let us know how to pray for you and we will pray in faith. And God really will move in your life. Tonight, we're gonna to talk to you about the baptism in the Holy Spirit because that really launched me and Denise and our family into what I call the deeper dimension. But Denise and I both grew up as Baptists, and I'm very grateful for the Baptist church that I grew up in. The Renner family was committed. If the door was open at the church, the Renners were there. We were there Sunday morning, we were there Sunday night. We were there Wednesday night. We were at training union, GAs, RAs, Wednesday night choir rehearsal, Saturday visitation. The renters attended everything at the church. Now, Denise, were you guys like that?
1: Yes, we didn't do visitation, but everything he just said, choir, GAs. Of course, I didn't go to RAs. That was the Royal
0: Ambassador. And you were a girls. uh, Actually, Denise, weren't you the the queen of the girls? I got to be the queen. I was never the king, but I never wanted to be the king of the (laughs) RAs. Uh, Who wanted to be the king of RAs?
1: And then Sunday school, then training union, then Wednesday night prayer meeting.
0: I mean, we were so committed that we studied our quarterlies. Did you have a quarterly? I had to study my quarterly because my mother was a Sunday school teacher and we had our little boxes with envelopes.
1: That's why I studied my quarterly. Because so you wanted to check, check the, box. the box. Because
0: on our Baptist envelopes, there were little boxes and you could check, studied my quarterly, went to visitation, yeah. came to Sunday morning. Came. I wanted to check all the boxes. Me too. So we were really, really committed and we loved Jesus with all of our heart. But in our church and in Denise's church, we were what was called cessationists. You say, what in the world is a cessationist? Well, let me throw another term out there. Today, I'm a continuist. Well, what's a cessationist and what is a continuous?
1: Well, I've never even heard of a continuist.
0: Well, a cessationist, it's a theological position that says that the gifts of the Holy Spirit ceased. That's why we were cessationists at the end of the apostolic age. That suddenly the gifts of healing and miracles and all the gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that all of them just disappeared. They ceased at the end of the apostolic age. If you are a continuous, it means you believe they continued and they are still are active today. Well, I'm a continuous.
1: I'm a a continuous 100%. 100%. We're
0: continuous in the Renner family today. But when we were growing up, Denise, we were cessationists. In fact, we thought if anybody spoke in tongues, they obviously either had a demonic problem or they were mentally ill, probably mentally ill because we really didn't believe in demons. We just thought they were crazy. And we actually made fun of people who were Pentecostals. For example, around the corner from our church, there was a Pentecostal church. And I remember us laughing at those people, laughing at their dresses, laughing at their hairstyles because the women, especially Pentecostals back in those days, honestly, they did look a little freaky to us, long hair or beehive hair way up to here. Mm -hmm. And they always had long sleeves and long dresses. And we just thought they were just freakish. Mm -hmm. And in our church, we were pretty contemporary. We had a wonderful youth choir. Oh my goodness. Our pastor, Brother Post, was so wonderful working with youth. Our life just revolved around the church. We loved the Bible. We loved church In fact, I have to say that I don't think I could have grown up in a better church. Denise, my memories of my church are just wonderful in every way. Our friends were there. Our whole life revolved around the church. But I got hungry for more. My head was really filled with Bible teaching because our pastor, (laughs) he said, a banquet on the table every time he preached. He was such a marvelous Bible teacher. But we were cessationists, so we didn't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We really didn't believe in healing very much. Even if we said we did, we didn't really pray for people to be healed with faith. We just even prayed for people to have grace to accept their sickness. We just didn't really see the supernatural or believe in the supernatural. We just didn't. We were cessationists. But I really got hungry. Well, about the time that I got hungry, one day, I went over to see my aunt after school. Well, my aunt had veered from the faith and she became a Pentecostal. So we kind of stayed away from her. We didn't ever touch anything spiritually, doctrinally with her because she was a Pentecostal. But that day when I walked over to her house after school, I walked in the door because back in those days, nobody locked their doors. And I walked in her house and she was listening to a reel-to-reel tape. Well, she was in the other room, and she didn't know I'd come in the house. If she knew I was coming over, she would have stopped that tape because it was Kenneth Hagin. And when I walked in the house, I didn't have a clue who Kenneth Hagin was. I'd never heard of him. All I knew is whoever she was listening to suddenly began to speak in tongues, and I had never heard tongues before. And I remember standing there thinking, that is Tongues oh my goodness i am listening to tongues this is the subject that we're not supposed to come near we're not supposed to discuss it is the forbidden subject and i am listening to tongues then a man on the reel to reel gave the interpretation well about that time my aunt melita came walking around the corner into the room and she saw me standing there her eyes were like this. She looked at me in shock because she knew that little Ricky had been exposed. Now, what is amazing to me, Denise, is today so many charismatic churches have really toned down the gifts of the Holy Spirit because they're afraid that they will offend people. It didn't offend me. Did it offend you? I don't think so. You got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It attracted me like a metal with a magnet it just pulled me. When I heard that speaking in tongues, it didn't make me want to run. It sparked interest in me. It drew me in. I wanted to know more. And that began my pursuit of really digging deep to know what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Not what my denomination said, but what the Bible says. Well, sometime after that, my Aunt Melita said, because she saw that I was interested, Ricky, somebody's coming to Tulsa who's gonna have a big miracle service whose name is Catherine Kuhlman. I didn't know who she was. She said, Ricky, a lot of miracles happen in her services and if you'd like to see real miracles, let's join the choir because the choir sits closest to the stage and if we're in the choir, we'll be right there where all the miracles are happening. So I said, okay, let's join the choir. What did your parents say about joy? I don't know why, but my mother let me go. My mother let me go. And I joined the Catherine Kuhlman Choir at the Maybe Center at ORU. Did you have the robes on and everything? No, there were no robes. But when that service started, (laughs) I was totally disarmed because of what I saw happen on that stage. Miracles. I mean, people receiving miracles right in front of me. And because I was nearly on the stage, I was watching it happen. Ears open, people getting out of their wheelchairs, like biblical miracles. And it was like Jesus of the gospels stepped onto that stage. And I remember thinking, wait, 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 wait. I've been told none of this happens anymore, but I'm seeing it with my own eyes. But what impressed me more than the miracles? was what I saw with Catherine Coleman. She was interfacing with the Holy Spirit like he was a real person. I saw a divine romance taking place between this woman and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. It was like I was peeking in on something so intimate and so powerful. And I remember thinking, wait, now, hold on. God is not a respecter of persons. And that means if God will do it for that woman, God will do it for me. And by the time that service was finished, which was about a five or six hour service, I was changed. And a short period after that, I was gloriously baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I want to read a scripture. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus makes this statement in verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. But guess what the Greek says? Blessed are they which are hungering Mm. and thirsting after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And what I learned and maybe what you've learned... Is that sometimes you come into a place of what I call divine misery. Where you're just not satisfied. You go to church, you give your tithe, you give your offering, you go to Sunday school, you sing in the choir, you serve in the church, you do everything. But you just feel like there's just a hole in the pit of your stomach. Something, something hasn't happened yet. You're waiting for something to click. And Denise, think how many people go to church week after week after week after week, but they know there's something more. That's what I call the place of divine misery, hungering, thirsting. It's an uncomfortable place to be in, except that it leads you to a place where you're filled. And that's what happened to me. And Denise, that's really what happened to you.
1: Well, many, many years ago, the first... Thing that God did in my heart was um, I was in my Baptist Church and and just like Rick said, I mean we made fun of Pentecostals. I would drive down this certain street and try to look in the windows of this assembly of God church just to see if anybody was hanging from the chandeliers.
0: Dennis, we used to tell Oral Roberts jokes oh my goodness. I remember one joke was, don't ever go play golf with Oral Roberts because all the holes heal up. I mean, we would just laugh and make fun of anything miraculous.
1: Well, I I really had heard they were hanging from the chandeliers. So I thought, well, maybe we'll get to see that. But this woman came to our Baptist church and there was something about her. And I... I'd rededicated my life. So many times I'd gone down to be a missionary. I had done everything I could do to get close to God. And, um, and this woman, she was standing there speaking. And I thought, what is it about this woman? I don't know what it is, but I want whatever it is she's got. And something opened up in my heart. And then I found myself in, um, a situation where I was with these spirit-filled people all the time. Well, I loved Jesus with all of my heart, and I was witnessing to people, and some people were getting saved. But, but I didn't want to speak in tongues. And so now this is this, now listen to how God does things. My typing ability at that time was twenty-five words a minute with seventeen mistakes.
0: 25 <laughs> words a with 17 mistakes yes.
1: that's pretty low and I was a secretary to an English professor who was a Pentecostal
0: honey why did he hire you I
1: do not know unless God told him to and he would talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and I'd say I love Jesus with all my heart but I don't want to speak in tongues <laughs> but I God kept putting me around those people and make a long story short one day I was in this church that I would go there and judge them every time I went there because they were all praising God really loud, and I couldn't understand that. And so I'd go home and repent. That's what I did every time I went to the church.
0: You went to church and repented that you went to church?
1: No, I repented that I judged them all. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then I'd go back the next Thursday night. I was so hungry.
0: (laughs) Divine misery, that's what I'm talking
1: about. I totally was in divine misery. And one day they laid hands on me, and I spoke in other tongues and... And, of course, it opened up a place in my life and my heart that I've never been the same since.
0: I think how different it is for Joel, because Joel basically grew up in the book of Acts. When we moved to the former Soviet Union, miracles, signs and wonders. We even had one girl who had been in in a coma for 30 days. I mean, some people would say she was raised from the dead. We really saw the miraculous. Joel was raised completely different from us. But you know, it doesn't matter whether it's new or whether it's old to you, there's always room for more. We all need to be filled and refilled and refilled. But you know, sometimes people say, how did you and your family end up in Russia? Because this is Russia. I mean, this home group is coming to you from Moscow, Russia. Well, as you know, Moscow was the heart of the beast for the communist system we stepped right into the middle of it because the Holy Spirit led us here. But let me tell you something. This adventure that we have lived, we would not have lived if we had not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh, the story would be completely different. Completely different. We
1: wouldn't even be married if we weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, everything about this
0: is because the Holy Spirit has led us. (laughs) But this whole adventure that we've had and our sons have had and thousands and thousands and thousands of people have reaped has really been because we both got baptized in the Holy Spirit when we were young and that enabled us to enter into a new dimension. Now in no way shape or form are we saying that those who don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit are second class. We're not saying that because we love Jesus. We were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. don't have any judgment of anybody but we just learned there was more for us. And when you read the book of Acts, you find God's pattern is for people to get saved and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just be saved,
1: mm-hmm.
0: be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says you receive power. It says that. You receive peace when you get saved. But you receive power when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible makes that so clear. and That's why I want you to get my book called the Holy Spirit and you working together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo. This book will walk you into what I'm talking about. And maybe you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit. Get this book and send it to somebody and let it be your missionary to do your talking for you. Or if you're just hungry for more, this book will lead you into something more. Anyway, that's what we're talking about every night this week. And when we come back tomorrow night, we're going to see what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit being our comforter. Mm -hmm. What in the world does that mean? That the Holy Spirit is our comforter. I think you're going to be quite surprised. And tomorrow night home group is going to be a blessing to you. But please let us know how to pray for you. And if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, but you want to be, give us a call. We'll pray with you or just pray right there where you are by yourself. Jesus will gloriously fill you with the Holy Spirit and it will launch you out into spiritual depths that you've never known in your life. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we want to partner with you and it doesn't matter whether we've walked with you a long time or just getting started today, we want to launch out into deeper and deeper waters, all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 See you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe, and comment so more people can see it.